Well, good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the unshakable Word of God? Welcome today. Thanks for letting me into your world and into your vehicle or wherever you might be uh, at work so that everybody else can hear it. I don't know, but uh, I'm glad that you're tuned in today and uh, excited about sharing some things that probably the time has come, particularly since the pandemic and our time off from uh, our worship together as God's people in the house of God. Uh, it's funny because when you've been out of practice of being in the Lord's house for so long, I remember seeing a meme not too long ago where the lady is walking into church in her bunny slippers and bathrobe with a cup of coffee and her hair in curlers, and somebody remarks to her and said, I guess it's, the pandemic's been a, a little too long. You've forgotten how you're supposed to come to church. And uh, you just see humorous examples like that of people that have just been out of the practice of worshiping the Lord corporately with the body of Christ. And so I think it's good for us to renew our understanding. And perhaps you've never even had somebody show you from Scripture principles that are laid out there on how we are to approach God. So that's what we're taking time to do now. And I encourage you that uh, these principles that I'm giving you, as I've remarked before, are not solely limited to... Uh, public worship service when you go to church, but certainly they have primary application to that, and then they have application to the way you even approach God in your personal devotional life. I know that many times when when uh, we're in a hurry, we're in a rush, the things pile up from what you have to do for that day, that our tendency is to really be uh, either half-hearted or absent-minded or negligent in the way we approach God. Maybe it's too irreverent and flippant. And uh, and I think that that's something that we have to take stock of and watch out for because then it just becomes something that God does not receive. Because as I've already noted, when you worship God, he's not pleased with wrong worship, uh, but he'll bless right worship. Uh, because we give God the glory he deserves and the glory that he desires. But let me give you some examples. Uh, today, we're going to look at two elements of true worship. What does it mean? How ought we to approach God? Well, one of the first things that I want to encourage you in is the word preparation. These are elements of really, truly worshiping God. Uh, preparation. You see an example of this in the book of Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament, chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Listen to these two verses. <clears throat> Scripture says, Keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God, and be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they consider not that they do evil. Verse 2. Be not rash with thy mouth, and let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God, for God is in heaven, and thou upon the earth. Therefore, let thy words be few. Now, I thought this was very interesting in, the, in uh, Solomon himself, the preacher, giving this instruction about how we're to approach God in worship. And one of the first things that he notes here is that you ought to prepare yourself before you arrive. That's what verse 1 is all about. Keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God. Be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools. Uh, prepare yourself before you arrive. Now, this is so important because we live in an age that's so hurried uh, and so busy. 
that I think a lot of times when we come to church, we're rushing to get there. Uh, we're so distracted because we've not gotten up early enough. It's amazing to me. We can get up early for work and we can get the kids off to school. But when it comes to the most important thing during the week, it's a real challenge to make sure that we get up in time so that we're not so rushed when we're coming to the approach of God. So you need to prepare yourself before you arrive at worship. You need to even prepare yourself before you go into your personal devotions to pause, to pray, to calm your spirit, to meditate and ask the Lord to open your heart and your understanding to his word. And that's no less true when you come to public worship of God. And I challenge people on this all the time to make sure that you get to bed at night and get some rest. Uh, you want to be able to get up in the morning and refreshed and be ready to go to the soul's market day, as the Puritans called it. I encourage you that when you come to church, that you're not shuffling around and, and distracted and um, by having all these other things going on in your mind and then blundering into the presence of God. I notice that a lot of times when when we start our worship services that a lot of people, they really don't become engaged, truly engaged in the worship until about the second hymn. Because the first hymn, they're, they're scrambling about trying to get the their, their hymn book and find where they are and then get their mind on the words. And sometimes they don't even succeed at that. Can I recommend that you get there you, the night before, get some rest, lay everything out for the next day, get up, come to the Lord's house, and then come in, not in a rush, maybe even taking some time to come in and open your Bible and read it and just prepare your soul for worship. Because you need to prepare yourself when you get to the church, not just before you arrive, but prepare yourself after you get there. Verse 2 says, Be not rash with thy mouth, and let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God, for God is in heaven and thou upon the earth. Prepare your soul for worship. I encourage you to do that. Uh, getting, uh, yes, getting rest, but being in shape for the spiritual exercise that you're about to engage in. Focusing on God, setting aside all of those things that can be so distracting to your worship. There have been years in the past where at our church we've had what we call a prayer revival. And it's a time when we really become focused on our relationship with the Lord and our worship of Him. And I encourage people to come in and to sit down. And there's nothing wrong, obviously, with fellowship. That's one of the reasons why you're at the Lord's house. But it's so important to come in and to to uh, to calm your mind and to fix it on, on Christ and on His Word. And when you do that, it'll make a definite change in the way you worship the Lord for that day. I think a lot of people lose the real value of a worship time because it does become so human-centered. Uh, it's so important. Uh, the worship is uh, that, that time of being in the Lord's house together, praising God, is essential to help me in my struggles. Uh, and in related to that, I, it, I, wanna, I posted something this past week even on my Facebook page. It reminded people that the very people that are struggling with going to church don't understand that when they're struggling, they don't go to church. Uh, and when the church is the very place they need to be because they're struggling and they're probably struggling because they don't go to church because it's those people there that'll be an encouragement to you as you all lift up your voices in praise to God. 
Secondly, another element of true worship I want to mention is praise. Not only preparation, but praise. Psalm 100, the Bible says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Notice that one of the emphases in this particular psalm, Psalm 100, is to praise the Lord with joy. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. People have said, but pastor, you don't understand. It's been a rough week. Well, you know what? Uh, anything that you suffer here on this this world is nothing that should overshadow your joy that you have in the Lord. Sometimes you have to just uh, make yourself uh, set those th- uh, struggles aside and say, Lord, I want to make a joyful noise to you because you're worthy, not because I feel like it. Because we don't always feel like it, but we do what's right because it brings glory to our God. So praise the Lord with joy. Don't show up to the Lord's house and and be all down in the dumps. Instead, purpose in your heart to come in with joy. And then he says, serve the Lord with gladness. Come for his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God, that he made us and not we ourselves. Here it's speaking of praising the Lord with gratitude, not a somberness but happiness and joy. It's something that's communicated from your heart. Um, it's, it, it's, it's the right attitude with which you approach the presence of God. That's an element of true worship, is that kind of praise. Uh, don't sing like you mean it when you do the congregational singing, but because you mean it and think deeply about it. So preparation before you get there, the right kind of preparation and the right kind of praise when you're there are elements of true worship. Well, we've got more to look at, and I encourage you to make sure that you put these into practice. We've got a Lord's Day coming up very soon, and I want you to be prepared for that. We're going to look at just a couple more, and we're going to be doing that in the next podcast. God bless you today. Walk with the Lord. Serve Him. Look for opportunities to be able to minister the gospel to those who desperately need it. God bless. Walk with Christ.